Hey everybody, this is Baron Vaughn, and welcome back to Blah Blah Blah, You Know Where You Are. I made a horrible mistake today. I had uh, a combination of beverages that did not serve me well. First of all, I'm not a big coffee drinker, right? I, I, I've never been a person that just, I didn't grow up on coffee. I, I've never really um, liked the taste of coffee. But in the last year in specific, I've been like, you know what? I'll give this a shot. And I see why people um, get into it, especially because the caffeine keeps you up, you know. Um, and I've been getting up early a lot, you know, after going to bed late a lot. And I stress out, you know, like if I have to be up early, I sit there and I stare at the clock thinking about it. And um, and then I can't get to sleep, you know. And I get paranoid because a lot of times I, I take a lot of early flights, you know, 6, 7 a.m. flights. And I got to get to the airport at 4.30 or something. So I'll sit there staring at the clock until 1 a.m. like, oh, God. And I'll get out of bed, hopefully. But I'm trying this coffee thing because, hey, that works for a lot of people. They have a cup of, cup of joe and then they're up. So I had a Starbucks coffee today. I had a uh, Java chip frappuccino with soy milk. Single shot of espresso, which there's no way to say that without sounding like a dick. Anytime I hear anyone order anything from Starbucks, I just want to punch them in the genitals. I just want to dick punch them or dunch. I just want to cunt punch them or cunch. You know what I'm saying? Because there's no way to say that combination of words without sounding like an asshole. You know, oh yeah, but but you know, there's reasons I got that frappuccino again. It's just a, a big cup of chocolatey sugar and then um, soy milk because I can't have dairy. I can't have it. All right. I love dairy and I would reg- I'd rather have milk, but any room where my asshole has to be in will suffer if I have milk. So I'm doing that for the sake of noses around me. So I get the Frappuccino, soy milk, and an espresso because that's that's just strong shot of caffeine. So I'm doing that to stay up. So I had that, and then immediately after that, I had a Coke, right? And then my stomach just was angry, and I crashed. I crashed mid-step. I wasn't sitting there and eventually got tired. I felt it wash over me like a wave, you know, like Professor X being becoming aware of a different mutant. I was like, whoa, what is this feeling? And it was mid-step, and it was just, all the whole factory just shut down. They're like, all right, we're done, boys. We're calling it a night early. And I was done. Woke up again, but still, that was not a good combination. What I'm trying to say is my guest today is Ali Wong. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Ali Wong and I sat down. It took a long time. It took a long time to get her back. You know, you may remember her from the pilot. We talked about family in terms of uh, relationship and career. And uh, this time we talk about the issue of jealousy. Now, Ali Wong is a good friend of mine, becoming a really good friend of mine, uh, a better friend. She is a good friend. We're becoming better friends is what I'm saying. But uh, my, my opinion on Ali Wong is that uh, there's nobody that I consider a close friend that I've pursued being friends with or chosen to be a friend with that I disagree with more than Ali Wong um, because she has a lot to say about relationships and how men and women act in relationships and pretty much I disagree with everything she says. You know what? Not everything she says. Most everything she says. 95% of what she says I disagree with, you know. So, but but sometimes she illuminates 
something to me that I, I didn't quite understand or I didn't know, maybe. But most of the time, I'm like, mm, I don't really like that. Um, I, I, want, I want Ali Wong to take some women's studies classes. Am I right? Snapping my fingers. <laughs> anyway, um, and, I, and I, 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 men and women do tend to act a certain way most of the time. Right, okay. We're talking about heteronormative uh, relationships here. I don't want to offend any uh, um, uh, listeners that have other persuasions, etc., etc. Anyway, my point is that the reason men and women, I think, most of the time, act a certain way in relationships is because they're thinking about how men and women act in relationships. And that becomes a condemnation of the other gender that you're dealing with. Oh, women are always crazy. Men are always pigs. Or it becomes a justification for shitty behavior that you're taking part in. Well, I am a guy, so I guess blah, blah, blah. No, be fucking responsible for your actions before I have to dunch or cunch you. Those are my opinions on that, right? Um, and a lot of these opinions come out of the, the, the many readings I do. You know, uh, I'm actually reading a book right now that I highly recommend. It's called Marriage, A History from Obedience to Intimacy or How Love Conquered Marriage, written by a woman named Stephanie Koontz. And uh, it is fascinating. And uh, she says a lot of things about marriage. She wrote this book because I guess a lot of people were coming to her about like traditional marriage. She's like, well, there's really no such thing as traditional marriage. It changes in every culture and every time ever since there's been marriage. And all it does is reflect the priorities of that society at the time. And she says two things that really define marriage now in our culture are, number one, we have unprecedented freedom with whom we marry. Um... And yeah, sure, there's a lot of debate about gay marriage, blah, blah, blah. Should it be, shouldn't be, blah, blah, blah. But I'm saying that we no longer have, the elders have chosen a bride for you, right? Or, hmm, we're having war with France. I will marry my son to the king's daughter. War over, that doesn't exist anymore, really. So that's unprecedented freedom with whom we marry. And then number two, unprecedented expectation heaved upon the person that we marry. We expect them to be our everything, literally. And it's almost like a job, you know? People get upset and you're like, you're not doing the job I hired you to do. My happiness has been down this quarter, et cetera, et cetera. So I just think that's interesting shit, you know? And we, we touch on a lot of that today in our discussion about jealousy. Um, we, we jump off with romantic jealousy and I have a few more things to say about professional Jealousy, um, some some stuff that I started in the podcast with Eliza Skinner. That if you heard, you 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 heard that, and I said on that podcast that this episode relates to that, and there are a lot of the same themes and ideas that are explored, of course, with different angles because it's a different fucking person with different fucking opinions. But um, to sum up how I feel about this episode, or just a joke I love, I've always loved. So a comedian in New York. A comedian in New York. What the fuck? Why, why did my, my, why did my mouth was like, mm, let's put more ends there. We got a shortage on ends. More ends in there. Um, we have a, there's a comedian in New York. His name is Ray Payton. And he has this joke I always loved, which is, um, it amazes him that women can be insecure and picky at the exact same time. He tells a story of being on a subway overhearing a woman because he needed material. And she was talking to her friend and saying, you know, I'm just so lonely. 
I just want someone to love me. I'm so lonely. Oh my God, I just can't be alone anymore. I can't be single anymore. I just want someone, anyone. I want to be held at night. I want to be taken places. I want gifts. I, I want to be with someone. I just can't do this anymore. I'm so alone. And her friend says, what about George? The other girl goes, George is too short. And I think that sums it up. And so does that bus that just decided to fart as it drove by. Deep shit. It's so funny. But you know, so you know where I live. Bobby picked me up from here. Yes, you told me this. Like two weeks ago and was like, <laughs> it's just like, uh, that show you're on on NBC, do they pay you money? And you said, and I, I just li- I'm Chinese. I live in the worst neighborhood ever by choice. So you are um, cheap. And I called a friend cheap the other day. Yeah. And she said that she's not cheap. She said she was frugal. And she said the difference between cheap and frugal is that I could still have a good time without spending money. But a person like you, Ali Wong, the fact that you're spending money ruins the time. It ruins it. Because you can't think think of anything but like, oh, this was $10. The worst is, there's not a big difference between cheap and frugal to me. The, the, The worst thing is stingy. You're, I think you're stingy. Dead. No, I'm not stingy. <laughs> you're 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 an Asian Scrooge. Stingy means you don't give to people. Oh, okay. I throw cool. down like on weddings, and I take people out when it's due and things like that. When it's due. When it's due. <laughs> Has it ever been due, Allie? It's been due. <laughs> okay, I somehow don't believe you at all. I somehow don't believe you at all. Let me let me let me rephrase that. I don't believe you at all. <laughs> well. I've taken you out, ish. Sage, that's that. I mean, those are major. Oh, that one do. time that you paid for lunch. Sage, um, <laughs> sage and sage. The vegan food that gives me diarrhea exactly. for some reason that I love. It's so delicious, but my body's like, what's going on? There's no chemicals. Mike Kaplan knows what's up. I was talking to Ian Edwards about your diet the other day and how you eat cartoons. Yeah, because you have that joke about me. I have that joke about that, you. That, the, the reason it pisses me off is because you use it as a, as a blanket statement for all black men. Right. But it's just me. I'm it's not just you. Okay. And he's very concerned. He was like, has Baron heard about diabetes? Has Baron heard about <laughs> diabetes? <laughs> yeah, and, and also you... <laughs> a very small portion <laughs> of my life that you've seen that you're like ha all black men do eat that cartoons. time for leno <laughs> eat toys and cartoons yeah sure you have to you have to admit that it's so funny because you like it's it's i'm the only person that eats i'm the only person i know that eats the way i eat you eat cereal i do eat cereal cereal and high fructose corn syrup yeah morning Noon and night. No, not not all the time. Just when you're when you Just come when over. I'm around. Because I I rarely I always eat out. Yeah. I never eat and I never you know I rarely cook for myself. So the only things I ever really have in my house are easy things like cereal. Because every time I have bought groceries, I'm like, I oh, you know I'm going to cook my groceries. Then I'm gone for three weeks, yeah. and I come back, and all of it's bad. Right. Then I'm instantly throwing out the $50 of food I just bought. I remember I made a burger for myself, and actually I have eight burger patties sitting in my freezer that I bought, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know, six months ago at Whole Foods. I, yeah. I made one. It does take, and then I bought a head of lettuce. it does take a lot of effort. Yeah, and I bought a head of lettuce that the, I used it for the burger. Next time I saw it, the head of lettuce was totally brown and the bag was leaking. Yeah. So... And that's not good for a man who has to vacuum every single hair when it falls off my head. <laughs> uh, 
just you, you fucking shed. There's a piece of hair right there on I the know. table. I've been, it's really I've been bad. Been oh my god, there is. It's you know you're in trouble because it's shedding season right now. It starts in September. Shedding season? What does that mean? September first, it begins shedding season for women. Uh, might be for everybody, but you just shed like crazy. Our, hmm. I mean, our shower, we have two Asian women living here. So the shower is just like a nightmare. Do you have like a thing to not clog this, uh, the, the thing? It's called my hand. <laughs> I mean, there's things that you can put over the, 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 the drain. Yeah, but then you have to, hair. then you, we have that, but then you have to empty it. And it's pretty, it's yeah, of pretty course gross. You have, to empty it. you have to empty it also. Yeah. But what's grosser is. A clogged shower that is gross. Where you have a uh, you have water up to your knees that's filled with your disgustingness. Yeah, because hair is blocking it. Mm-hmm. Dry, dead DNA. That's why everybody needs to needs to have the uh, the bull dyke haircut. I really believe this. I don't know. Then you just get little short hairs everywhere that would poke you. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, we'll just that have to poke see. Me? <laughs> yeah. Ow, it's poking me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, little hair. short blunt hairs. Mm-hmm. Little Jenny Shimizu hairs. <laughs> I don't know God. who that is. She's she was the Calvin Klein model, the Asian one who dated Angelina Jolie. I still have no idea who that is. Oh. CK one ads. I know what ads are. <laughs> CK one. Right. Calvin the, Klein one, I think yeah. is what that stands for. Not Louis CK one, but no. Calvin Klein one. <laughs> I want to see. That's what I, I have this idea for the, the the next season of of Louis that should be like. He should do like a CK ads, except it's him. That would be hilarious. Something like life is depressing. It's all I got. Yeah, and like a wife beater. <laughs> well, I don't know. He's weird wife beaters for like a like a CK. Oh, oh, you're okay. Like I you meant like Louis CK wears ad. wife beaters. I'm like, no, no. Isn't it called the A line T shirt? It is. It that is the more because the other nicknames correcter. are either sexist or racist. Oh, the Dago tee or the wife beater. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what Dagos do. They wear their tees and they, and they beat their wives in the 20s. Anyway, Allie. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You feel awkward? No. I'm, I'm, I actually took an antihistamine last night, so I'm a little bit drowsy. You're a, little, you're a little drowsy. I broke out in hives last night. Really? From what? I did. Um, you know, I think it, I had actually, it usually doesn't bother me when I have a bad set. But I had a very bad set last night. Where? At the Laugh Factory. And it was at a showcase. It was at an all-female showcase. Mm -hmm. And I went up first. Bit the bullet. And I bit the bullet. Mm -hmm. And people were talking. Who was the host? And I had a horrible set. Uh, Tiffany Haddish. And um, did did she get them? She got them. She had. A, she like was like seven minutes up front, and she got them. Seven minutes isn't honestly. I don't. I never think that's enough for an MC. No. It takes a while to get a gigantic crowd. I think that the 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 time a host does should be um, contingent on how big the crowd is. I think it should just be standard twelve minutes at least twelve to fifteen minutes. I mean, what got me was the people talking, and the worst part is that I think it might have been comics talking too, but it was like loud talking. Anyways, regardless, when you have a bad set, it's always, I always blame it on myself. It's, it's mainly my fault, and I felt, like, really awful about it. And then I came home, and I ate some goat cheese, which I never do. <laughs> Are you allergic to goat cheese? I, I never, ever eat dairy. But, well, goat cheese isn't... Goat cheese was to be better, because it has less right. lactose. Well, yeah, because it's from a goat, a goat milk is supposedly healthier than cow milk. But I just, like, completely broke into hives in my back, which so I never you, have before. So you felt upset, and you ate something you'd never eaten? I don't know if it was from the emotions or from the cheese mm. or from the emotions causing me to eat the cheese and having and, and th- that. 
but I broke out into hives and then I uh, used it as an excuse to take an antihistamine. <laughs> as an excuse? Yeah. Breaking out into hives, is, it can be bad, especially if your throat starts to react. It was just like all, I felt like a gremlin. <laughs> My back was just like. Oh, that's the problem. You ate after midnight. I Allie. ate after midnight Jeez. and I'm five feet tall. That's why. There we go. And you're voiced by Howie Mandel. Exactly. Now I get it. <laughs> Don't fucking the eat after midnight. The secret's out. No, it was really scary. Have you ever broken out into serious hives? Yeah. It just like you're you just become like a diseased well person. Well, define hives again. You like it looks like your back has been bit. Like when if it's skin hives, it looks like your back has been bit by like a thousand mosquitoes. <laughs> um, I've had my face swell up to where I could see my pores. Oh. And my um, god, like hitch. I've never saw a hitch. Yeah. I'm surprised. Surprisingly, <laughs> I haven't I missed, seen it either. I missed that one. What is that I happening? Seen it There's just a happen? scene where his face puffs up. Oh, because he had like a bee sting or something. Oh, a, a bee sting. Mm-hmm. So somebody had a joke about the phrase bee. Oh, he died of a bee sting, but he thought he said bee sting, like a oh, beast came and beasted him. Which is way it sounds like what a bee sting. That's awesome. We're in San Francisco. No, a bee Monday sting. in the Castro. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> that's a that's a Bay Area joke for the five of you. That's for you, Kamau. Um, yeah, I um, had some sort of tomato I never had. And then I just I think it was plum. I was allergic to plum and cherry tomatoes for like a year. Oh, my God. And anytime I had them, I because I, I tested it. I had a pizza and I was like, mm, what was that? And then I was in New York and I had a pizza. that had the same thing. And then I got on the subway, the six train. Right. And I started to break out. My, my face started to swell up. And um, the it it's the closest I'll ever understand what it feels like to turn into a werewolf. Oh, where it was yes. like my face was swollen and itching. I couldn't do anything about it. And I just wanted to tear my skin off. Yeah. But it wasn't until I obviously I was on the subway for like thirty minutes, and then I was like, oh, antihistamine somewhere, please. Oh. And then I got something and was able to fall asleep. Yeah. But it was uh, pretty awful. It's awful. I had a hive on my lip recently. Oh yeah. Out of nowhere. Because no I thought it was a cold sore. Because I've never had a cold sore. Scary. And then I went to a doctor. I had to go to a doctor anyway that day. And I was like, hey, is this a cold sore? She's like, does it hurt? No. She's like, it's not a cold sore. I was like, well, how do you know? She's like, well, first of all, I'm a doctor. Um, <laughs> second of all, if that was a cold sore, I would have said that's a cold sore before I asked you what your name was. Wow. And I was like, mm, okay. And then it went away. And mm. then, you know what it was? It was a re- reaction to milk. Mm. Because I had I went hung out with Claudia Kogan and had some Greek food. Mm. And then when the um, tzatziki sauce mm-hmm. touched it, it swole. Mm-hmm. Again, anyway, that's beside the point. I know we're we're dairy common enemy. We're talking about well, yeah, exactly, isn't it? Uh, I hear it's uh, very common that Asians are allergic to dares. Yeah, to dares. It I don't know why I decided common. to abbreviate that for no reason. I never. It's so funny because like Asians eat so much beef, no milk, no milk, no milk. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense. I guess so. Hmm. Well. That was a contemplative note. Contemplative <laughs> we note. got really deep about that But I'm, I'm going to get out of my drowsy phase and snap out of it. You don't have to snap out of nothing, Allie. Sure. You are what you are when you are it. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Um, speaking of this, speaking of that, um, when I... Welcome back to Deep Shit. Thanks. <laughs> what is the topic that you wanted to speak about? We've talked about this, but I want you to... Well, Talk the about topic it. is jealousy. Oh, oh jealousy. shit. Because, well, part of me That's feels like you... evil woman, like by the way. That's not you... like a weird... That was evil woman, not like a weird Asian. Like, it wasn't... Oh, It was some evil woman. Ding, 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 which... 
I sometimes I say that, and then Asian people look at me like, "Is he doing that?" Because is I'm he here. really doing that? And I'm like, "No, I'm singing. It's a song from the '70s. <laughs> it's by a white you pull guy." Pull out a little panda stuffed animal from your <laughs> from under your sweatshirt. Anyways, no, it's not a panda. It's an electric woman panda. It's not even a convincing. It's not a panda. It's a different That's kind of panda. You said what the, the, the song was. It's not. Da, 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 da. It's, it's not the, Electric Woman. Evil Woman. Evil Woman. <laughs> you ever heard the song Evil Woman? No. Evil Woman. It's a 70s classic. It's nothing to do with Asians. Mm. Anyway, continue what you're saying. Oh, I feel like you are above jealousy. Me personally? Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, when it comes to romance, I don't feel like you are above professional jealousy. Because I've oh, heard both. you've been very, you are very open and expressive well, but, about when you are. But they, they're the same. Jealous, by the way. Jealousy is jealousy. It's just it's a different catalyst. Well, I'm I'm mostly interested. I'm but in romantic jealousy. I feel like you are above romantic jealousy, and mm-hmm. I want to find out if that's true. Okay. So, have you ever experienced romantic jealousy? Yeah, of course. The the, the thing is that like both of them are the same. Jealousy is jealousy, right? It doesn't matter if it's romantic or professional. Mm-hmm. Because what it is, to me at least, and what I believe it isn't, I think there are a lot of scientists that would, that would back me up on this one, psychologists. Um, what was I saying? I just, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot what I was saying from uh, patting my back so much right there. Um, oh, a thousand mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> I just kind of like that. That reference of a thousand mosquitoes, like a million man march, a million man mosquito. Why did you? (laughs) No, just like that many bites just sounds like the worst possible thing that could ever happen. The worst possible thing. So many eggs would be made though. That's why mosquitoes bite. You know that? It's not food. No, they fertilize their eggs. Can't no more. They fertilize their eggs. They're like, ah, I want to have babies. Time to bite this giant. Anyway, um, (laughs) what was I saying? Oh, right. They both stem from. Um, what you have to, what you feel about yourself. That's the thing, right? And actually, Eliza Skinner and I just talked about this a little, a little bit the other day because she's, she has a little bit of professional jealousy herself. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, when, you see, when you're jealous of something, it's usually because that thing possesses things you wish you had that are like theoretical. Okay, mm-hmm. first of all, let's, this is a big thing because I've, I've read a lot about this and blah, blah, blah. Envy and jealousy, totally different. Right. right. People say I'm jealous all the time incorrectly. Oh, you're going to Greece? I'm so jealous. That's wrong. Yeah. I'm, you're you're en- envious. envious. Yeah. Because Greece is, envy is you desire a thing that someone else has. That iPad, that Mazda, right? That's envious? That's envy. Yeah. Because you could have that. Because you could have Your that. Your personality doesn't stop you from having that. And that's the keeping up with the Joneses. Right. Right. Oh, they got a flat screen. I'm going to get a flat screen. Now I got it. And then suddenly they have it's a really accessible. cool. It's accessible. Yeah, exactly. But it's when something that's not accessible. Well, well, jealousy is. Or you could be delusional about the fact that you can't access but it. But here's jealousy. Jealousy, especially in a romantic sense, it is the feeling of something that you believe is yours. It's the feeling of the threat of that being taken away from you. So what is an example of you being jealous? Well, an example... Romantically, well, not well, professionally. Just like, uh, um, there's a couple different ways. Okay, so jealousy is, sometimes it's, you, um, you might become, okay, envy is you actually know what the thing is. Jealousy, you don't have to know what the thing is. Mm-hmm. You don't, you just have a feeling about it mm-hmm. and it makes you really certain and go insane, mm-hmm. right? So one that I identify with when I read this article about jealousy mm-hmm. was a lot of the times when you feel jealous, you're in an identity crisis, Mm-hmm. meaning that 
what you believe you're supposed to be, you're not. Mm-hmm. And then you see something that is like what something you want to be. So you might become jealous of that. For instance, I hate my teeth. Just have always hated them, right? I've started going to the gym. Don't feel I'm in the best shape. So this article, the way they put it, is a smile to a man is a sexual invite, generally. And to a woman, it's hello, mm-hmm. right? So if I was at a party with a girl and I saw her smile at a guy, if the guy has straight white teeth and is really buff, mm-hmm. I'm going to be jealous. Mm-hmm. I don't have to know anything about that guy. Mm-hmm. It's just that he has those things that I wish I had and I can't control it. So my fear is she's going to go Pick for the better. Instead. Exactly. The better toothed man. She's Yeah. And sometimes it's something that you are aware of that is a thing that you wish you had. And sometimes it's something you're completely unaware of. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be on the top of your mind. It might not be. Yeah. So that's an example of jealousy. And I felt that like when this person who I see as better than me because they possess things I wish I had. Right. I might feel fear that I'm going to be left for one of those things. But what it does is it shows me the things that I wish I had that I can go for. But have you ever gotten jealous to the point with someone you're dating and they're like of a specific person and it drives you insane? No. Then you kind of are above romantic jealousy. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't experienced that. Well, I'll give you two examples of things that drove me insane. Okay. One was what this, and this also links to the deceit conversation. This is one of the most deceitful things I've ever done. Okay. Is that I was dating a guy uh, in my study abroad program. Where were you? In Vietnam. Okay. And it took me like four months to get him. To, <laughs> so you like really went for him. I really went for him. I went for him once uh, after Thanksgiving and he rejected me. And then, Wait, I, but when you say, what do you mean you went for him? Like, what did you do? <laughs> I had turkey and I held up the legs and I was like, man, you're mine. And he was like, no. Uh, <laughs> and you're I, like, but also <laughs> vagina. And he's like, still no. I declared, oh no, I declared my feelings for him. Oh, so you told him that you had feelings yeah. for him. Yeah. But then and, how did you do it though? Well, I think he. No, but how did you do it? Not he. How did I do it? We were <laughs> actually did... lying in bed together in his room. Oh, we were very good friends, and he said, I think we should talk about our feelings for each other. Oh, so he brought it up. He brought it up, yeah, and he said, I think it's better for friends. And I was like, oh my God, this is awful. Oh, that's why it took you so long. Because he had feelings for you. Yeah, but he, th- he said it'd be better if we were friends, which means that's... that he didn't really want. No, no, no. It means that he decided. He, he was going to put the, that's why you couldn't break him because yeah. he was sure in his mind had justified. I cannot. That's why he's like, he knows he had feelings for you. Yeah. That's why he brought that shit up. He's like, no, I can't. I'm going to put it here. But you broke him. I broke him. <laughs> you kept throwing the badusi in his face. I did. And then I broke him a month later and we went traveling together. He, he still doesn't know this. And every time he left the hotel room to go run an errand or something, I would read his diary. <laughs> First of all, can't believe you went after a guy that has a diary. Okay, only ever it's go- a journal. Only Fine. go for guys it's that have okay journals. It's a, it's a manny purse. A journal it's is a, different. Okay? It's a messenger bag. A messenger bag is just a giant purse. The difference a between journal a is a man diary. Here's the difference between a journal and a diary. It doesn't have a unicorn on it. Let That's the only the difference. Let me tell you the difference. Here's the diary. Dear diary, today um, Jennifer looked at me weird. Right? Here's a journal. Journal. Today we finally conquered the ocean. 
and I found that whale and stabbed him in his eye. That's a journal. See what I'm saying? One's like, it has to be Joseph Conrad. Yeah, to have it has a to journal. Be hearts of fucking darkness. Okay, that's a fucking journal right there. All right. Fear and loathing of Las Vegas. That's it's a journal. It's just that they don't address it to someone. I know. I'm I just think messing that's with what you. the difference is. So I would, and I found out how you feel versus what you did. That's my difference. Oh, I think it's both. I think they're both a combination of yeah, both. Yeah, because you're used to diaries. Anyway, continue your story. <laughs> People are listening. Like, let People her get to it. People don't just list off what they did. Yeah, sure you do. Okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> I don't know. Just he continue. had he had a. <laughs> written about how he slept with somebody else Mm. in another in the other study abroad program that was like you know anyways did he say how he felt about it uh i think he said it was great i don't even remember actually that part but that drove me insane because he was like oh we should be friends so that you know we can be but that was about you Yes. That's the thing. Jealousy is always about you. It's always about Jealousy me. I took a, it as a hit to me. It's an assault to your ego. Continue. Well, and also because he said, he told me that he wanted, when he first turned me, uh, down. when he first turned me down, mm-hmm. he said that he wanted to be friends because he thought it'd be better if we were just friends, like for the sake of the group and for the sake of our like long-term friendship. I think when that he was I right because he could smell you're crazy. <laughs> he could smell you're crazy. Sm- he could smell you're crazy. this was really it. He said... <laughs> I was in a very hippie phase at that point, and he he said in his journal, you know, Allie and I talked about our feelings for each other, and while she's super cool and we get along, I just don't see her as a sexual partner. All of that hair on her leg, underneath her arms, on her upper lip. On her upper lip. Did you have hair on your upper lip? I did. That's inexcusable. And I do today. I don't see any hair on your upper lip. It's not that bad. Because maybe I waxed a month ago. You have no hair on your oh, upper lip. Oh, it can get bad. It can okay. get like that episode of 30 Rock where Tina talks about Tom. Okay. All right. Continue. I mean, so that just sent me into a tailspin. So you, went, you shaved everything. No, because shaving begets more hair. So I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to go into that cycle. And then I didn't trust any of the waxing places in Vietnam. There was nothing. Even though that's do. where waxing was invented, isn't it? No, that <sighs> was Brazil. Well, I was also in a phase where I was like, I'm not, I don't, I'm abroad. I'm just letting it go. I was like, I'm not going to shave just for him. Okay. Well, that's stupid. I mean, for him. I've dated a, a woman that didn't shave her legs and had armpit hair, and it was fine. Well, really, and it, that that all sent me to a tailspin, and then I couldn't talk to him about it, and that was very difficult. So this is before you broke him or after you broke him? This was after I broke him. So then what happened to you? What happened? Because you read that, you were no longer interested, or what? What was the I tailspin was that you went What was the tailspin that you went mental. through? It was all mental. It was just... <laughs> it was just all mental, and... Um, that was one tip. I mean, it just drove me crazy. Well, he's a, he assaulted your personal appearance. He assaulted my personal appearance. Again, an ego, blow to your ego. Yeah, it was direct. That doesn't have anything to do with... I mean, yeah, and I guess I was jealous of other women who didn't have... Who chose to not have hair Because you knew that he lid. just automatically found that more attractive. Yeah, but then I just couldn't get rid of... And, you know, later on we broke up. And uh, my guy friends would say... Um, and I'd say, I don't know why he broke up with me. And my guy friends would lift up my arm and point to my armpit and say, that's why he broke up with you. 
That's a real friend. That's a real friend. So that's one example. Another example, this is, I started uh, dating someone and he wasn't completely over his ex-girlfriend and to the point where he still had pictures of her up well, on his wall. that's already... That's disaster. What are you talking about? That's you can't disaster. compare because he's he's decided he's put her on some sort of pedestal in his head. Yeah. So you can't compete with that because you're because you know why you can't compete that with that because you're actually real. That's why right. you're there. But when he has an idea of something that's that is ab- that's past, that, and it becomes more and more abstract. It becomes more abstract and it becomes more amazing. And there's nothing you can do until he gets over that. And then look at like what level it becomes to me of abstraction. It's double. You know what I mean? Okay. Because it's seen through like that. And then it's like, oh my God. But I still chose to date the person, which was a mistake. It was a mistake. You made two mistakes. I mean, <laughs> both. So you made mistakes and then you were, and then weirdly, <laughs> you were jealous. Mm, noticing a pattern here. That's true. But n- I've noticed that but, I'm, but see, the article did you, that you this said. Other guy, though, did you, did you, this other guy that you dated, though, mm-hmm. was, that a, was that a pursuance? Was that a chase? Did you chase him too? Was he like resistant and then you convinced him? No. Okay. It was it was co. It was co. It was co. <laughs> <laughs> With a K. All right. It was a hip hop. Okay. Cooperative thing. Uh, but I've noticed that, so in those relationships where, you know, they didn't, it's when I always find that a woman behaves in an unjealous fashion when she is absolutely adored by the man. And women tend to be more jealous Yes. And if they are absolutely like my good best, phrasing, by the way, women tend to be more jealous. They do. That's that's very different than women are more jealous. Yeah, they do. They ten, tend they to ten, be. They tend to be more. Jealous. I just like that phrasing because it doesn't mean that it's a rule. It just means it's a commonality. Yes. Continue your Black point. Black men tend to eat cartoons. No, I tend to. <laughs> I don't eat cartoons. They cereal that has cartoon boxes on it, motherfucker. So you know what it is. It's it's it, you know what it is. Having my own money and being able to buy shit that I was I couldn't really afford when I was a kid. Yeah. Because like ju- my if you would have met the me, non generic like, brand my junior high. Yes, the non generic that my junior year of college when I had my own money I had just fucking myriad boxes of cereal. Yeah. Of all these cereals that I never got to have that every time I walked by I was like oh because I was trying to work on a joke actually because when you go to the grocery store sugary cereals are on the bottom aisle mm-hmm. they're the bottom shelf yeah. because they know that's eye line for kids but if you're an adult you have to literally go into the physical body of shame to get the cereal to squat you have to look down and point and then squat and get them you have to go down which you do once a week no i don't anymore i've i've started i've i've haven't eaten a sugary cereal oh, in a long good. time it's hard it's hard to not the cereal hasn't been hard i've been eating fucking kashi but um the sugar is the high fructose because of the coke and the Dr Pepper. Right when I was like, I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna stop fucking drinking soda. I had a Dr Pepper. I'm like, wait a minute, yeah, this is a counts. relationship I have to pursue, <laughs> even though I said I was gonna stop. Oh. Have you seen the Tribe Called Quest documentary? Not yet. Oh, yeah, can't talk about it. Have okay. you seen it, Katie? Okay, Katie. I'm gonna watch it with it you and punch you in the arm at one point. Why? Just because someone you know. getting di- diabetes. <laughs> I was gonna say someone getting it's, diabetes. It's it's Fife. I laughed so hard because Fife was talking about. He was like, you know, like I'm I'm not supposed to eat sugar, but I just gotta have my cocoa puffs. I can't live without my cocoa puffs. And then, uh, as a grown okay. man, 
You watch he that. Cannot live without his cocoa. Puffs. We'll have a movie night. We'll watch that because I want to see it, and then I'll show you Groundhog Day. And then finally. You show me Groundhog Day, and I can and you punch can you me a million times at any moment that Bill Murray does something brilliantly hilarious, which is mm, probably every one minute in that fucking movie. Anyways, Hazel, Hazel, Hazels. So women tend to be more jealous. More jealous. And, my and you're jealous in your friendships. That's that's pretty unique. I'm jealous in my friendships. Women tend to be jealous, and like but, men aren't jealous about their guy friends. Right. But women tend to be jealous about other friends. Women, in my experience, women are the only people that break up with their friends. Mm-hmm. I've I've had an experience where pretty much every female that I've known that's like they just couldn't they be friends falling out with another oh, I've girl. Had that. Yeah, and that's a breakup. Yeah, it's that's, a breakup. It's a form of jealousy. It's traumatizing too. I know because it's a real relationship. It's really traumatizing. I'll tell you what happened when I broke up with my old best friend is that I broke out into like twenty cankasaurs in my mouth. A thousand mosquitoes entered my mouth <laughs> and bit the insides of my cheeks. What was her? Uh, what was her name? Oh, I can't say that. But it's an ex-best friend. Is it someone I know? No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, okay. I just wanted to know her name for the bit, but I guess I realized that that's maybe an intense question. Yeah. <laughs> kind of intense. Look at that. Even just the mention of what is her name, you had to, you thought about it and you're like, <gasps> you, had a, yeah. you, had a, you had a pang. It's traumatizing. Anyway, yeah. but what was your point though? Women tend to be So jealous. my point is that women tend to be more jealous and my best friend who is beautiful my current best friend she's gorgeous and i asked her one of the first times we met what is your main requirement for a man and she said i don't care about anything else as long as he absolutely adores me and at first i thought geez that's kind of vain because some people say like oh you know i want smart and funny and tall and like worldly and there i have to be into this kind of music and she said he has to absolutely adore me she wants someone to be obsessed with her but as i get older and older I realize that's true. And when I talk to older women, it's just easier if the man absolutely adores you. It makes it so much easier because women have a tendency to go crazy. And if a man absolutely adores you, it calms the crazy. It squashes it, I would say. Um, uh, I still disagree with that. But, um... and then, but then sometimes they turn into Medusa. That's the bad thing, is that if a man worships them too hard, they think he's worth nothing, and then they treat him like he's nothing. I think that and you I've think that. that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you think that. You're speaking for all women. You're saying women. But I think that you, Ali Wong, tend to go crazy. Am I right? I do tend to go crazy. All right. I have gone crazy. I've seen it. <laughs> I haven't really seen it. I've gone, but I mean, why then with these jokes about like Facebook stalking Mm -hmm. and stuff, so many people identify with that. Again, jealousy is about our motherfucking egos. Right. And we are a culture of people that we, we fucking wait. We're the insecurest human beings. Yeah. We're, we're amazingly insecure, have amazingly frail egos. And then we're still trying to pursue love. And we've wrapped our sense of love and romance around our frail and insecure egos. Yeah. So, and they're, they can't be separated for us. Is there and any- we have an entire industry of magazines and books and fragrances that, that are all based on you trying to feel better about yourself, thus someone else. Because like the secret message to any commercial is, and then maybe someone will love you. Mm-hmm. Right? Hey, get this car. It goes really fast. People will think you're cool, and then maybe someone will love you. Mm-hmm. You should get this thing so you can spray your kitchen. It'll be disinfected and also smell really great. And then maybe someone will love you. You know, that's under every fucking. So we're we're literally taught to be insecure 
every fucking moment of the day. That's true. And how can we not be insecure? Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I want to see, like, people should be less insecure, but it's really hard when everything around you is telling you you're not good enough all the time. Yeah. It's true. I, th- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, what's hard is when... I think what drives women crazy, too, or some women crazy, you? is when me, is when a man <laughs> is really into something, like he has a certain hobby or passion that you just don't share with them. Why? Why? Because you feel That's like... That's fucking awesome. You what? have to have your own interests. Yeah, but then what if they find someone who... Is again, you're, you're super attractive. You're, you're, you're doomsaying. That's that's that. I am doomsaying. That's what the jealousy I, comes from. You're you're <laughs> afraid of being alone forever. Yeah, that's what it all comes down to. Yes, which honestly isn't, isn't everybody. No, it's not that bad. First of all, and really, when it comes down to it, everyone's alone at the last minute. You're the only one that that's dying right there. <laughs> People might be holding your hands, but you're the one that's dying. Well, what I'm afraid of is losing a good man, a, a good partner. Well, what? Because what does that say about you? Is, is it? Are you afraid of what it says about you or what it means for you? Losing a good man slash good partner that it's you're not worth hard. having one? It's very hard for me to find someone who I really respect, am attracted to, and can constantly grow with. It's very rare. So when I find that person, I do I, – I have, you know, a lot of attachment. You're, you're I afraid. I think that's natural. You're, but you're, you're, you're – I have a lot of love and a lot of fear. Okay. But the, they match each other. That's the that's what I'm saying. They match each other. So I, I don't know. I guess it's the thing. But is when the like, man absolutely adores me, I don't have that fear as much. But what like, is that? Example, what does adore mean, though? Adore. Yeah, because when I when I hear you say adore me, I'm I'm oh so, adore. I, yeah. I, yeah, I I feel like you're saying or what this other woman said is someone to constantly dote on you. No. That it's like, it's almost like a, a love slave. Like a personal assistant? <laughs> like a personal assistant in a sort of a way. No, it's not Where that. Where it's like they're just... always paying attention to you. So they have, if they're always paying attention to you, then they have no time to think about other women or themselves. I wouldn't say that. Like, I would say that they just, I, I know that they would really rather, they really love being in the relationship with me and there's nobody else they'd rather be with. Like, I really know that. You know why, you know how they say that you'll find someone when you're not looking? Mm-hmm. Do, do you find that to be true? I've always found it to be true. I don't. I don't really know because I'm very. I. I I'm You're very aggressive. So I don't. <laughs> I think the thing is, I, I. When you're not looking, is when you feel the most like yourself. Yeah. And guess what? That's fucking confident, and then that's fucking attractive. Yeah. So it's like people are kind of drawn to like, hey, that person knows who they are. And then once you get in a relationship, then it's all about like, and then it, it switches sometimes, depending on the motherfucker involved. Yes. You know, you lose a sense of yourself in the relationship. Yes, but I think a person who really like adores you will see, will love you for like all that you are. Because my okay. boyfriend sees everything, like all the crazy, the insecurities. Right. I cry to him about the littlest things. Right. And it's okay. I'll, I'll tell you something that's interesting. This is a fantasy. I, this is the most happy I've ever been in a relationship. And a common fantasy I have, like a, when I masturbate, is my boyfriend fucking another woman. <laughs> what? what? And, you and I've never, ever felt that before. Hmm. You know what that's I mean, called? normally that would drive a woman crazy. Do you know what that's called? The idea of that. What the is that called? Compersion. What is that? It's an actual word. Oh, hi, Vic. That's my roommate, Vic. What's up, Vic? <laughs> Tricky Vic. We're going to hear a couple of footsteps. 
a couple footsteps in, a, in just a, a, a moment. So that's uh, Ali Wong's roommate, Vic, who just got home. And uh, he has absolutely no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> he sees uh, a black motherfucker talking <laughs> to an orange microphone. And he's like, oh, man, I just hope there's some kale left. <laughs> and there he goes to his room. All right. I just narrated that like for no reason. Compersion is... It's been called the opposite of jealousy. Mm-hmm. Compersion is basically taking pleasure in the pleasure of a love, of a loved one, like someone that you love. That they're the fact that they're getting off gets you off, regardless of if you're there or not. Yes, that's called compersion. Well, what do you think about that? That sounds positive. That sounds it, pretty awesome, it is right? Pretty awesome. It is. Comp- but uh, compersion is an ugly word for. It sounds like a disease when yeah. it's. It sounds like when a disease. It's a, when it's a good thing. <laughs> I can't. I don't. I can't speak to. I don't know. The word doesn't sound that bad because compersion. It has the word per. Oh yeah. Compersion. It has the old school like name that. of for Iranians in it. <laughs> yeah, I guess what. Um, yeah, come, come, Persian. Persian? <laughs> Let us sit here and yeah, and smoke and and make love. Now make love to her. You um, didn't have enough Iranian references to make a joke. Um. <laughs> I have a lot, but, um, you know, I just didn't want to be offensive. I got a lot of Persian friends. Well. So I got friends in Persian places. So. Yeah, that's compersion. That's compersion. Mm-hmm. But that's the first time I've ever fantasized about that. And I think it speaks to the fact that I'm very comfortable in my relationship. It's the least. Well, I wouldn't say it's the least jealous I've been. But. You feel some trust. I feel major trust because that I because that is like the naughtiest thing I can think of because well, I know you, he would never do that. How would you react about, to the reality of it? You'd probably freak out. I would pro. I would probably have a million mosquito bites bite my leg, and I. I it would. It would be crazy. I, you know, I think it would. It, like I, mean, I think you would probably would not react. Break me down. I think I that, would probably have to go into rehab. I probably. I think that you. I think that. But you might be surprised by your reaction. I know you. How you think you know how you'll feel if this thing that hasn't happened happens in the future. But in the moment, you might be like, oh, this is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Because when I, I broke up, when me and the dude broke up who wasn't over his ex-girlfriend and carried that baggage yeah. all through a relationship, it took me a good year and a half. Completely different relationship. Completely different relationship. Completely different guy who had a shitload of baggage about an yeah. ex. Okay? Your current boyfriend does not have that. So are you telling me that you have never looked at pictures on Facebook or MySpace, or anything of people that someone you were dating had dated before, or was currently dating? No. Because I don't know who those people are. <laughs> so I'm not and there. you don't want to find out? No. You don't want to size them up to you and no. compare and see no. all of your inadequacies? No. It, Why it, wouldn't you want to do that? Because it's completely useless. Like, what am I going to do? There's nothing I can do with that information. I could be spending that time buying Lucky Charms, okay? But do you understand that urge? Or I, no. Or does it seem like completely foreign to you? No, I understand why people do it. It's just not, it's not me because the thing is that, like, it's a person's ex- – I don't see another person as my property. And wh- what another person does, all their actions and thoughts aren't wrapped around some sort of commentary on me. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to, luckily, disconnect that shit from my own ego, mm-hmm. right? Now, professionalism, the professional jealousy is different because it's all wrapped around my fucking ego. Right. So when I feel jealousy, it's all coming from comparing. Mm-hmm. There's certain things I can't see or places I don't want to go because I know I'll run into certain people, 
right? And I'm, and I'll feel shitty about myself. I have to. So, what 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 kinds of things have you done professionally? That what are examples of your professional jealousy? Just like um, okay, well, here's something. Two two things. These are most depressing things. One, I said to Pete Holmes once. I feel like I I feel like <laughs> since I've known Pete, since we shared an office in New York. Did I ever tell you this? Mm-mm. Pete Holmes, Matt McCarthy, John Mulaney, and I had an office on Twenty Third and Seventh across mm-hmm. the street from. Gotham, the new Gotham. Then John got the job on SNL. Jay Larson came in, right? And then Jay Larson decided to move back to LA. So I was in his office. And the only time, usually when I came there, the only person that was ever there was Pete. I I was only ever ran into Pete there until Jay Larson was there. Then I ran into Jay. So Pete, for some weird reason, has seen me, I think, at my lowest points, my lowest feelings about me and my comedy. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I have communicated them to Pete Holmes. Which I want to say is the wrong, complete the wrong person <laughs> to because Pete's a very confident guy. Mm-hmm. So, but I've also I think painted my picture to painted a picture of myself to Pete where he sees me as this fucking mess, mm-hmm. right? Which probably might be true, but he's seen that side of me a couple times. I did a show is actually um, before we started the podcast, which Katie was at Miss Katie Levine sitting here next to me to my my right, your left. <laughs> um, it was Rob O'Reilly's show called Handshucked. I had. For, you know, and it's and it's again, it's it's um, it was magnified by the fact that an ex girlfriend of mine was in town, who we were hanging out, and she wanted to see a show that was literally the only show I had mm-hmm. that coincided in her visit. So I invited her, and she brought some friends and another girl that went to college with us. And then I had then I was oh, I was already feeling pressure like God fuck, there's two people I went to college with, right? Right, and this other girl has heard so much about me, so. I felt all that pressure. You piled it on. It was piled on, right? But I didn't feel it until right, right when I was about to go on. And I fucking hated my set. I had an okay set. Mm-hmm. It felt shitty, right? Yeah. And I just felt just bad. And actually, because I'm supposed to go to That's a, the worst when it's from yeah. in front of people you know. Uh, yeah. Much more people you dated. And, people and then that people, have, people and, friends of the people you dated. And there's a big expectation that they had about yeah. it, right? And she said it was fine, blah, blah, blah. And they went and to a bar. And people will judge you forever by right. that one set. Exactly. They'll say and, after um, five minutes, this person's funny or not funny. Absolutely. They just will. And I've yeah. read certain comments in places where I'm like, why did someone say that about me? You know, and of course, I fixate. It's just like a comedy show. You come out, 300 people laughing, one guy not laughing. Who are you going to think about the whole time? Mm-hmm. The one guy that's not laughing, right. right? Ruins it. There's 300 reasons for you to be okay. One reason is ruining it. Anyway, that set was like that. So, because they went to some bar and then... They were like, oh, she was like, come hang out because because some of the comics went to a different bar. They went to like public house or something. And she's like, come hang out because it's my last night, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to this bar and I'm going to go to public house, right? So I go to the bar and then I sat outside of the bar in my car for like 10 minutes. And then I went in and um, she, well, she came out actually because I did text her. I'm outside because I decided I wasn't going to hang out. I decided I was not going to go in the bar. I did not mm-hmm. want to face her friends, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, there's there's like places I can't go anymore. Because Cafes in San Francisco. <laughs> well, I just didn't want to hear. I, the, I didn't want to hear. But, oh know, well, that's different. <laughs> I just didn't want to hear that. Like, hey, great job! Ooh, you're so great! All the bullshit. Yeah. Because I I've heard it. And it's like and you just don't want to face them. You don't want to talk to anybody because you don't want anyone to have to say anything to you I don't because they hear... always feel compelled to say something about your set exactly. afterwards. Exactly, and I don't want to hear like um 
keep it up buddy things that people say when you've been doing comedy 10 times as opposed to 10 years right so i told her i'm not going to come in i don't want to face your friends i basically said that and i'm like great to see you and i'll see you uh, and i'll let you know when i'm in dc blah 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 right and then i decided not to go to public house and i just went home and sat in darkness but um i said something to, to pete that night that i thought was a freeing thought mm-hmm. and pete said that's the, the most depressing thing I've ever heard you said mm-hmm. say, right? I said, I feel like I'm spending so much energy trying to be a great comic, and maybe I'm just a good comic. Mm-hmm. Everyone can't be fucking prior, right? Maybe I should just stop trying to be great and start trying to be good. And he's like, that's horrible. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. what? I thought it was, I was like, oh, shit, right? That's one thing. And did you feel jealous? No, of that's just, no, 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 no. Oh, um, it's just like this is the background of my insecurity that fuels my professional jealousy. Right. When I see somebody <clears throat> that is of quote unquote my level, because I believe deep down, not deep down, not even that deep down, pretty, pretty on the surface <laughs> and mm. deep at the same time, that I'm doing okay as a comic, right? Um, it's really hard for me to see the things that I have achieved, mm-hmm. and I feel like I haven't really gotten a lot of fans or anything like there's i don't feel like i haven't done anything that people who are the comedy fans care about mm-hmm. and people don't even know i do stand up when i've been doing it for a decade right but i feel like there's certain people friends of mine some of which i'm really jealous of and some of which not but it's more the idea of that people who i've been doing it longer than are getting all these accolades mm-hmm. and i feel like in comedy do you stock them and keep up with what they're doing and like and, um, and like no. watch their careers I have, I meticulously. To, no, and I yeah. and I, it, what it is is I stopped. I you at have some to stop point yourself. I stopped that because I wasn't like, oh, what are they doing? You know, like, I, were you doing that at some point? Not really. I would just stumble upon it. Yeah, it was just like, oh, this person's doing this really cool thing. I'm like, God damn it, I want to do that thing, mm-hmm. and they're doing it. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll just read this and say, there's an article about them. Fuck, I'll put that down. during the TV on. They're on the TV. I'm gonna go outside. Ah, oh, shit, they're at the Starbucks, right? So I believe that. In a comedy career, at least right now, it seems to be that there's two times when you really hit. One, when you're young and new and everyone's like, you're awesome. I can't believe how great you are, right? I'm past that. That's for the five, six-year people. Do you feel jealous of the five, six-year people who do hit when they're young because you feel like you've passed that? I feel like they're going to get opportunities that I didn't get and that they'll probably be better than me sooner. And how does that manifest itself? It just You just feel that way or I just does, feel that do you way. act out? I just feel that it? way. I don't really act out on it. So you don't like sabotage or no. anything like that? No. The other time that you hit is when you've been around for a while and people are like, look how fucking great this guy is. He's been around for 20 years. I can't believe we, lo- we, we forgot about him. So I'm not there yet. Yeah. Right? Like there's people who are popping, like comedians like, well, fucking Louis C.K., for example, or Mark Marin, who have been good for a really long fucking time. Great. For a really long time, but people just weren't paying attention for some reason. And now everyone's like, oh, shit, they're an incredible professional. Look at them, right? Right. But I don't have that, like... But then also, those guys are really taking the these new ones under their wing and mm-hmm. mentoring them. Yeah. And I don't feel... I feel like I'm out here you by myself. You don't feel mentored. I feel like... Not even mentored, but just accepted. Like, there's certain... And there's certain comedians that I was like, man, I want them to pay attention to me mm-hmm. and be like, I like you. And there's some of them that I've gotten... 
And there's ones that, that like really great famous comedians that love me that it's just a total surprise that they do. Mm-hmm. But then there's certain ones I fixate on that like I want that person to respect me, not even like me, but be like, that guy's funny. Right? right. And that's where my jealousy comes when I see that someone else is getting that. Who I'm just like, but I and I'm not and I don't even think I'm funnier than them. I don't think I'm funnier than them. That's the one thing I don't think. Mm-hmm. I just think they're going to get funnier than me because they're going to get all these all these things that I'd never got. I've always as I feel like I'm on the outside of every fucking scene. I'm like sort of an alt comic, I'm sort of a club comic, I'm sort of a road comic. But you don't feel like fully entrenched. I don't feel entrenched. I've never really been entrenched. Yeah. I and it has to do from doing colleges. I think, that's, I think that speaks to your uniqueness. Yeah, but I feel like that means that no one knows what the fuck to do with me anyway. Continue. Well, I also think it's really healthy that your jealousy doesn't manifest itself in sabotaging. The, the only that's sabotage is my, my procrastination mm-hmm. and my feeling like I should give up. I yeah. feel so intensely very often. Maybe I should just stop. The last the last year, I keep having these. I have these very intense moments of like, you know what? I should just stop this and fucking become a manager at a Walmart. Oh, stop it! Stop it right now! I honestly have those thoughts. (laughs) I'm just like, that's it. I, you know what? I'm. uh, It's because I care about it so much that I feel like I'm um, um, a a taint to the thing that I love. Well, what's amazing is that despite that, you you do help people who are younger than you. Yeah, because a lot you help people a lot. Do I? Because, yeah, because sometimes when people are jealous, they can't, they're so jealous to the point where they can't stand. It manifests itself in action. Yeah, yeah. That's when jealousy is crazy, is when it manifests itself in action. When you, you know, like when the article you sent, when it keeps you, when it makes you isolate your partner from their family. Right. Or you isolate them from their friends because you're jealous of their friends. But... You're always helping out younger comedians get on shows. And Speaking of which, I just need to, I need to do, write an email to somebody. And um, do better auditions and stuff, which is really great. Well, but because, I, okay, what I heard from you when um, you were helping me a lot was that it's because you're a fierce believer in, in karma. I don't remember saying that. You, you said that to me. You were like, it's good, it's good karma to help people out. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't remember saying that. Yeah. <laughs> huh, that's interesting. I mean, I, I do feel that like... Because sometimes people who are jealous would would not be able to stand helping someone get an audition and then, like, you know, read well for an audition and then have them get that audition. Some people, mm. would that would just drive them crazy. I, and I honestly feel proud. I have bragged on you and Mo and Eric a yeah. couple of different times. Like, oh, yeah, the coach some auditions. Uh, you know, I helped three people book a show. True. One's canceled. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> No, he's fine. Yeah. It's great that he booked because uh, we're talking about Mo Mandel. He was on a show called Free Agents starring uh, three other comedians that we know, Natasha Leggero uh, and Al Madrigal. Well, two others. There were three. Yeah. Mo's going to be more than fine. Yeah, he's going to be fine. And Natasha's going to be fine. And Al Madrigal is going to be on The Daily Show. So everyone's doing okay. Uh, and Hank Zaria is like really rich. So <laughs> everyone's, everyone's fine. And Katie Hahn is uh, brilliant. That's the other person. Catherine Hahn was on the show Free Agents. There was only one other person. British guy. Don't give a shit. We're not British anymore. Um, no, I'm joking. So, and I, and I think sometimes, like, there are certain people. Okay, so the people who I'm jealous of, like the younger cats that I'm jealous of, I don't help them. Mm-hmm. I don't really know them. And I think that is the difference. See what I'm saying? 
Because you don't know them, that's why you're not jealous of the them. The thing about it's the people jealousy. who are like your peers. Well, the thing about jealousy is you started a, with it's it's you get a, a sense of certainty from very small pieces of information, mm-hmm. you know, and it's because you don't know them. So sometimes getting to know or or courting something it helps. It's so like true. it's like well, okay now I now this person's not an idea I have in my head of it's a human. You know what I mean? And then I then a lot of times that will help dissipate it. It's very true. When I've been jealous of uh, my boyfriend's female friends, when I get to know them, it's because it becomes like a monster in your head. And yeah. And it just grows and They're grows and grows. Yeah. Yeah. And then you hang out with them. And that's what jealousy, that's what it's called, the green-eyed monster, right? It really is. Or envy. One of them is called that. Um I don't know. Jealousy, it's an interesting emotion. I mean, and and as that article that I emailed you said, it's it's like one of the least studied emotions, and it's the number one cause of homicide. Hmm. People kill each other. Yeah. Because of jealousy. I, and I, I feel like that happens a lot, too. Like, wasn't there a football player who got killed by his mistress because she thought he had another mistress? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing to do with the wife. Just wait a minute. I'm the bitch on the side. You can't have a side side bitch. I think when men are and jealous, she killed him though, and herself. It's, that's it's. I think it's um, it's 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 more common for women to direct their jealousy inward, mm-hmm. and for men to kind of express it in these sensational, outward. violent ways. Yeah, I mean, women women do it outward. I actually just read a really interesting article. It was about um, character assassination. Digital character assassination. It was this doctor, therapist, marriage counselor, who basically said that the internet has made it possible for people to assassinate the character of an ex, mm-hmm. in which you make up, you make a website that says "so and so cheated on me." Yeah. dot com, and that's there for it's lethal. Yeah, it's and it's there lethal. Forever. That's a very woman thing to do, but it's very harmful. But see, that's the and and but people feel justified, and a lot of people. That's the biggest thing. It's like. Our country takes infidelity more serious than pretty much any country that doesn't circumcise women. Yeah. (laughs) Right? That doesn't have female circumcision. So we're not like in ancient Rome banishing adulteresses to an island, Mm. you know, but you kind of do. And I feel like, because the biggest thing that happens, I feel like, is the taking the sides of of a couple breaking up. Right. Which I fucking refuse. Because number one... I'm not in fucking high school anymore. Number two, they haven't done anything to me. But that's the thing. Like people are like that person did that thing to me, so you should. It's feel, the ego thing where people want to feel validated. I'll tell you another story. Another yeah. quick story. Go ahead. That's related to deceit. Uh, I was dating someone, and <clears throat> he wouldn't. Are we almost out of time? No, go ahead. And he wouldn't let me see this person mm-hmm. at a certain point because he knew that I was attracted to him, and. This other guy came into town, and uh, he is a DJ, and he was DJing at this venue. And he said, why don't you come out? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just such a big fan. Why is he keeping me from seeing music? I just want to go and see music. So like a Cosby Show episode, I got all dressed up, but I put sweatpants over my uh, legs and a big jacket over my dress, mm-hmm. and then I changed, and then I and I went out pretending I was gonna go do laundry at my parents' place, and then I took off the jacket, took off the sweatpants, got into heels, and went and saw him. We didn't do anything, and then two months later, my boyfriend found out, 
Mm-hmm. Because one of his friends was had it? seen me there ah. and was like, hey, I saw Allie at this show. He named the band. And then he said, uh, she looked really different. She had her hair down and she didn't look like a boy. Oh. <laughs> so you were dressed up to see this guy. I was dressed up. But so that guy felt threatened by that other guy. Yeah. When there was like really. And his sense of control of that threat pushed you to the threat. Pushed me to the threat. That's that's the weird thing. Jealousy is trying to control someone, and it just makes them hate you and and do the things that you're already accusing them of doing. Feel imprisonated because sometimes I felt like, oh, maybe jealousy makes this person feel loved. Maybe it makes them think like, I adore them. Like, I want you so bad. I want you for myself so bad. Some people, yeah. And that's why you know I'm jealous of all these other people. But I've been on the other side, and it's. It's imprisoning, and it does make you want to get away. It's 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 a it's a trust issue when it comes down to it, because people are so afraid of fucking feeling getting hurt, which really isn't that bad, also. But then I also <laughs> know that it's also for good. Then from that experience, I knew it's for good reason too. When people are jealous, like when they sense something, it depends on the person because some people project that onto whatever situation, and then some people. But again. What he did was, don't go see that band, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to, hmm, I'm feeling strange. I'm feeling some feelings, and I want to talk about these feelings. And figuring out why he's feeling that, letting you know, so that way you guys can have a conversation about it. And you, then you'd be like, you know what? I'm not going to see the band because he explained to me his situation instead of, no, don't. Which makes you go like, fuck you. I'm my right. own woman. I'm every woman. Anyway, the point is, is that... A relationship, you just shouldn't be in them. <laughs> <laughs> no. If you are afraid, okay, here's here's my extreme thing, and this is it's it's a it's a it's a riddle. If you're afraid of being hurt, if you're afraid that you can't trust someone, then you should never be in a relationship. But that's like why? everybody. Is that what you're saying? That's everybody. That's everybody. Exactly. What? So then you're not supposed to have kids too? Because like, what if you're 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 afraid of getting hurt? You're, you're going to be like, I mean, that's an attachment right there when you have a kid and you have a relationship with the kid. Maybe. Stop being so fucking afraid of being hurt, everybody. Get hurt. Be okay yeah. with getting hurt. Well, that's why they get into relationships. I'm just saying that like the, 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 there's a contradiction with what people think they want and what they actually want. Yeah. And then that fucks everything up. It's just that people don't want to get hurt and people don't want to blah, 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 but they still want to do this great thing. And then they're like, oh, okay, but I got to control that. So then none of this ever happens. But that stuff is inevitable. Right? You just have to accept. It's like, it's death. You are going to die. No amount of Botox is going to stop you from dying. Yes. And if you constantly live every day thinking about death, then guess what? You're already dead, bro. You just don't want to have it to happen in the near future. Like I'm okay, and I've made peace with the fact that I'll die. No, but I'm saying like when I'm like seventy, and then I'll like our relationship will end when we're you know that old. But I don't want it to end before then. Yeah, but you you can't control it. That's the thing. See, when you're trying to control it, you stop appreciating it. You start as you stop having fun and appreciating the other person. You just well, try to make I, them some, an idea. It's true. Instead of being I guess the difference is can you control you shouldn't try to control it. You could tr- you should really see a distinction between controlling what you do and controlling what it does. Word. But it's really hard to see that distinction sometimes. Well, I read something that like it was like um basically when we have it was, it was about expectations it was kind of related to the jealousy article. It was about like um 
a lot of the times we we feel a problem with how the person is loving us instead of figuring out other ways to love the person. Mm-hmm. We're like, they're not loving me right instead of, well, how can I be more loving? Mm-hmm. You dig? Yeah, I dig. Concentrate on that, bitches. I've been trying. Okay, we'll try harder. I'm going to try harder. Out. Out. Seacrest out. <laughs> if loving you means being Wong, I don't want to be white. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Ali Long. Ali Long? <laughs> with Ali Wong. Um, there was a lot that was said, and I think both of us had a lot more to say, and we didn't get to say it this time, because obviously we can't fit everything we feel about this subject into one podcast. But that is why soon, here on Deep Shit, we will have recurring guests pick topics that have been covered, and they will get to give their spin on those subjects. So that is exciting to me, at least, because, you know... People have different ideas and things to say, and there's going to be things illuminated and angles uh, tackled that I hadn't even thought about, and that's always a good thing. So, um, oh, by the way, uh, Allie said in the beginning, very beginning of the podcast, about a show that she's going to be on on NBC, which is going to be called Are You There, Chelsea? That is the much more PC version of Are You There, Vodka? It's me, Chelsea, which is the Chelsea Handler book being turned into a sitcom by NBC, currently shooting its first season, which Ali is going to be in, and it stars Laura Prepon as Chelsea. And I believe Chelsea Handler is also in it playing her aunt. So that's already confusing me. There's a different person playing Chelsea, and Chelsea is actually in it playing somebody else. I guess Chelsea's too old to play herself. Or so somebody's telling her, and I think that's bullshit society. Anyway, we will see you next week on deep, 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 deep shit, um, or deep shit, not deep shit. Although we we do get into the deets of shit. Um, next week we will have uh, the return of Mr. Kyle Kinane. So uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on deep shit. <laughs>